Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Rundown presented by the Minnesota Daily. I'm your host, Nolan O'Hara. We're just a little over a week away from the Gophers' first game of the, the 2020 football season. They'll take, on number 20, they'll take on number 19 Michigan at TCF Bank Stadium on October 24th. As we're gearing up for that, I'm joined today by our football beat reporter, Brendan O'Brien. Brendan, how's it going? I'm doing pretty well, Nolan. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good to hear another day, you know, still, still kicking, so... That's always good. But let's get started and talk about the rankings. Um, the Gophers finished last season ranked 10th after they beat Auburn in the Outback Bowl, but were left out of the top 25 in the first poll since the Big Ten restarted its season. But they've since jumped back in. Um, first, they were at number 25. This week, they're up another spot to number 24. So looking at some other Big Ten schools, Ohio State's number 6, Penn State is 9, Wisconsin is 16, Michigan, who the Gophers will see in their first game of the season, is number 19. And the Gophers are the last Big Ten team in at number 24. So no Big Ten team has played a game yet, so it might be too early to tell. But, Brendan, what do you think of the Gophers' position in the rankings? Is it too low, too high, or is it just right? Well, Nolan, I think this is a really great question. Um, and to answer it, uh, I'm not really sure right now. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know that, obviously, there's a lot of different um, methods that some conferences uh, have taken going into this season. Um, the SEC, the Big 12, and the ACC were um, notable conferences that started earlier in September with the Big 10 and the Pac-12 obviously originally opting out of football, and now the Big 10 uh, starting up here in about a week, and then the Pac-12 starting out um, later in November, I believe. Um, so at the beginning of the season, uh, there was kind of some complaints whether – uh, Big Ten schools, Pac-12 schools that are projected to do well should actually be ranked in the top 25. Um, but I think really being ranked 24th is more of a courtesy rank to the um, Gophers, given what they did last year, obviously coming off of 11-2 and season, beating teams like Penn State and Auburn um, were some of their signature wins. And um, I think overall it's probably um, for fans out there that might be upset um, looking at some of the teams, less traditional teams that are ranked in the top 25 right now that are ahead of the Gophers, um, it probably is a little bit pointless to um, get too upset about it right now just because usually um, if the Gophers end up having a good record, they're going to be ranked higher at the um, end of the season. And right now, um, there's just so many question marks up in the air. For sure. And, the, yeah, the Big Ten is just about to start back up. Um and, you know, looking at this Gophers' first game against Michigan, it's already going to be one that has an impact as both teams are top 25 already. And this year in particular, every game matters more. Um, there's only conference schedules and, you know, like eight games for the Gophers this season in, this, in, in only Big Ten conference games. So, Brennan, what, can you, what do you think we can expect from this week one matchup two top 25 teams in the Big Ten? Well, I think it probably will be one of your um – more traditional classic uh, Big Ten games. Um, both teams like to run the football. Um, Michigan didn't necessarily have um, as uh, successful of rushing statistics that um, you might usually associate with that team, but they still um, do like to uh, run the football on offense and um, pride themselves with a good defense uh, under uh, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Minnesota, actually, I was looking is in some places, is uh, favored right now to win the game. Uh, by uh, their favorite, the line's about like two. Um, 
Michigan uh, under Harbaugh right now. I also found the stat that they are currently one in seven under Harbaugh as being road underdogs. Um, so that's something just of note. Um, but it is obviously going to be an interesting first game for both teams, especially Minnesota, given that how they played last year in the non-conference, winning all three non-conference games, but all of them kind of being uh, squeaky close wins. Um, and then obviously once they got to the Big Ten, they uh, started to kind of heat up a little bit more. Um, they're going to have to uh, be uh, sharp um, come next Saturday because Michigan's was sixth in scoring offense last year and fifth in scoring uh, defense in the Big Ten. So um, it's going to be a good uh, test for uh, both teams. For sure. I'm glad you brought that up, you know, the first three non-conference games last year because playing a team like Michigan right out, right out of the gate, the Gophers can't play like they did in those first three non-conference games. And, you know, going back to them being two-point favorites as well, that probably is a – it's really a toss-up game, and they it seems like they're giving it to Minnesota because it is a home game. So there will be a really interesting game to keep our eyes on. And I know one thing we've discussed just a couple of weeks ago in the podcast was the Gophers' defense, but kind of want to bring it up again because that's going to be the biggest question mark for this team. Um, they had a great defense last season, but they've lost so many – key players and starters to either the NFL draft or to graduation. And um, I know one player we've kind of seen his name recently who's primed to step up is Mariano Sorimarin, who filled in for Kamal Martin last season when he was down with an injury. And I know PJ spoke pretty highly of him in the last press conference. Um, what what was he saying about him? Sure. So um, what Fleck kind of said about Sorimarin was everything you'd want to hear about a big 10 linebacker that he's fast. He's very physical, willing to um, make plays, make hits in the open field. And the one thing that was uh, really telling was one of the last things he said about um, sorry, Marin is that he's going to be the Joe Rossi of the defense, that he's a really intellectual player. So I would expect him not only to be in some of the right spots, whether it's in uh, pass coverage or, um, in the open field, making tackles uh, in the run, um, but also probably pre-snap, he's going to be the guy that's going to um, make sure other players are lined up correctly um, and that the defense is uh, set um, each play. So it sounds like Fleck not only expects him to kind of step up into that role after losing guys like Kamal Martin, Thomas Barber, but also to be kind of the quarterback of the defense and directing them and kind of stepping up into that role as well. Right, yeah, and, and the thing is, too, that um, for Gopher fans that might not know as much about him given um, all of the other linebackers that the Gophers have had throughout um, the past few seasons, he has still had some big game experience. Uh, most notably, he uh, started for Martin, who opted out of the bowl game against Auburn, and the defense really didn't miss that much of a beat in that game as well. So he should be um, kind of uh, the Tanner Morgan of their defense. For sure, and um, alongside him, who are some other players you expect to step up on on that defensive defensive side? Sure. So we obviously talked about Sori Marin stepping up in the linebacking uh, linebacker unit. Um, on the defensive line, I think one name that's been brought up quite a bit is uh, Boye Mafe, and we've we talked a little bit about him as well. But um, he just really has some good uh, football and just athletic measurables that. Um, other people have uh, talked about, and he's gotten some um, playing time already. 
um, on that defensive line, but with guys like Car- Carter Coughlin gone, Winston De Deer gone, he should probably see an uptick in the amount of snaps that he would get. At least you would uh, expect that. And then in the secondary, um, I would say Jordan Howden. And I was kind of walking by the uh, football stadium earlier today, and I was thinking about um, the play he made in the Penn State game, um, sealing the game with an interception um, in the end zone. And I think he's played a couple of seasons already for the Gophers. He played as a freshman, didn't start every game. But he's going into his junior season now. But he's definitely a guy that hasn't um, gotten as much name recognition um, playing alongside guys like Chris Williamson and obviously uh, most notably Antoine Winfield Jr. So he definitely could be one um, that would step up. He's had uh, 40, 50 tackles in the past two seasons as well. So um, he should be kind of a key cornerstone in that uh, defensive backfield. You heard it here first. Watch out for Jordan Howden this season. We've seen, you know, him make that play, but we've also seen some Antoine Winfield play. So maybe he can uh, make some more similar kind of game-saving plays uh, in the end zone should the Gophers need it this season. Um, and another interesting thing to note is that there are still some players who are undecided about returning in this unusual season. Um Rashad Bateman, we saw opt out, but opt back in when he saw that the Big Ten was playing again. Um, and we haven't seen any additional opt outs yet, but it was something Fleck was asked about in media availability and kind of alluded to that it could be happening. Um, do we have any idea who might be on the fence still? So two players that have been asked about in these uh, press conferences um, with Coach Fleck are uh, offensive lineman Daniel Falele. He primarily plays right tackle. And then linebacker Braylon Oliver. Now, those are two guys that have been asked about. That doesn't necessarily mean that they are guys that are um, on the fence 100%. They, they very well might be. But um, the reason why there's um, not necessarily more clarity on uh, the situation with uh, those players and maybe even other players is that um, one thing – uh, Coach Fleck has said early um, as before the season approaches is that he wants to make sure that players uh, are kind of given their opportunity to come up with a decision for themselves. He doesn't want uh, their names being out there and uh, having any other added pressure um, put on those players before um, the season uh, were to start. Obviously, we're going to hear about players um if they do uh, decide to opt out here within the next few days, given that the uh, the season is supposed to start um, in a couple of uh, days. But right now, those are just two names that potentially are on the fence. kind of want to talk about Philele a little bit because um, he's been a huge impact on the offensive line. And one of the things that wasn't really a question mark for the Gophers coming into the season was the offensive line. You know, thankfully, returning Tanner Morgan, returning Rashad Bateman, but you're also returning pretty much your entire offensive line. They've shifted around a bit, but the same five guys are coming back this year. Um, if Falele does decide to opt out, what could that mean for this Gophers offense? And is there anybody you think that might step up in the right tackle? Yeah, I, right now I think it would be a little bit hard to project who would necessarily step up into the exact right tackle spot. Um, the Gophers do ha- still have some um, players uh, that are kind of reserves on the offensive line, like uh, Axel Rushmeyer and um, 
I'm blanking on his name right now, um, John Michael Schmitz. And both of those players um, would either step up into um, either the right tackle position or they would play another position and they could move guys around, whether it be Blaze Andres, who's moved around before, or Connor Olsen. For sure. Yeah, and just kind of having to shuffle like that, how difficult could that be for a team, you know, starting out right away the season when you think you kind of have your entire offensive line intact moving in and now having to shift it right away? It definitely could um, play an impact in um, maybe pass coverage. I would say, given how heavily a run team the Gophers are, that a lot of the offensive linemen, whether you're a starter or, or a reserve, you're expected to know um, the different pass block or run blocking schemes as well as the pass blocking schemes. But sometimes if it's a third and long, um, players might um, have to switch up coverages um, and or roles, I should say, and um, pass blocking schemes. So uh, that communication might take a little bit um, longer for some of those um, reserves who haven't gotten as much game time uh, as Falele has. Um, it might take them a little bit longer to adjust to that. Yeah, as far as the pass blocking thing, all we have to do is point to our hometown Minnesota Vikings to see that, you know, sometimes you can run block, but you can't pick up the pass block. Um, it's, you know, that's just as far <laughs> as you have to look. But uh, the Gophers will kick off their season, you know, on October 24th here at TCF Bank Stadium. But unfortunately, given the circumstances, fans will not be permitted. Um, but the game is nationally televised on ABC. It'll start at 6.30 p.m., so don't forget to tune in. Brendan, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, of course, Nolan. Thank you. In other news, on October 9th, the Board of Regents passed a revised athletics department proposal to cut three men's sports in gymnastics, tennis, and indoor track and field. The proposal passed on a 7-5 vote. The athletics department had previously proposed to cut both indoor and outdoor track and field, but a revised proposal came before the board on Friday. So after the 2020-2021 school year, men's indoor track, tennis, and gymnastics will be discontinued. This proposal will only save the department $1.6 million in the next fiscal year. The university will also host three championship events between 2023 and 2026. In 2023, the university will host the Men's Swimming and Diving Championship. In 2024, the U hosts the Men's Frozen Four. And in 2025, the U will host the Women's Frozen Four. The university will partner with local venues to accommodate these events. The U is already scheduled to host one of the regionals in this year's NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament, the 2021 Men's Gymnastics Championship, and the 2022 NCAA Women's Basketball Final Four. The Gophers men's and women's basketball teams practiced for the first time on Wednesday. Both teams lost a number of key contributors from last season and will rely on underclassmen and transfers to step up in the upcoming season. That's all for this week. Remember to check our website, mndaily.com, for more coverage. And join us again next week for the weekly rundown on all things Gopher sports. Thanks.